This upcoming podcast is rated M for Mature. We use swearsies and talk about adult stuff. All contents herein are for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and should not be taken as any sort of gospel. Listener discretion. everybody welcome back to the utah outcast the left-leaning politics and atheist podcast that is uh so very tired of all the fucking political news that's going on right now okay we get it he drew a black line on a map with the sharpie got it how about the other shit that he's done let's get a little bit more mad about that will we please i mean it's all fun to poke and like point and laugh at the fucking fool but when it makes your 24-hour news cycle, every goddamn time he does something silly, you might need to change it up a little bit, you know? A little bit. But, you know, the part that's being obscured is the fact that what he did is technically illegal. I mean, but that's not going to change anything because he has a <laughs> he has an attorney general that's not going to do no, anything. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's just it's just another one of those. Well, this is technically illegal. <laughs> file that away right just like his uh flying people outside of their way to make them land at an airport next to his trump place in fucking scotland Mm -hmm. that's the kind of shit you should be mad about the stuff that's blatantly illegal okay yeah drawing on a map yes it's technically illegal but at the same time no one's mad about the fact that he's essentially uh, you know what we're getting into that thing i'm not going to do that thing because we're tired of it we're fucking tired of it Mm mm-hmm so how are y'all doing out there in the great big wide world this is episode number 263 and we're so glad to have all of you along for the ride uh i'm your host for this and every episode i go by the name x and actually there's a last name to that now because i created a satanic pseudonym and it's x in which is uh from hell <laughs> so it's kind of funny that way uh joining me tonight we have satanic pseudonym kyle steenblick no i'm just I'm not, kidding i'm not very good with pseudonyms <laughs> Yeah, I would have to. I would have to change so many things. Yeah, and if I uh, if I ever like, if I ever lose the job, at least I'll be okay putting my real name out there and be like, oh yeah, you're not going to find anything if you Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, how are all of y'all doing out there in the great big wide world? I think I already said that. Okay, so the new week is here, and um, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First of all, uh, Twitter is a shit site. And nobody should make it a place that they like hanging out without realizing that social media isn't reality. I'm saying this mainly because I've seen twice in one week people that are generally 99% of the time going to agree with each other on something, but they're essentially destroying friendships based off of the 1% thing that they disagree on. Yeah, yeah, there's too many people who don't know how to just uh, keep scrolling. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's people that are just all of a sudden attacking people left and right when they're mad about certain things. And I'm going to keep it vague because I don't fucking care and I'm not going to give ammunition to the fire. But when somebody does something that you don't like, i.e. bullying, the response to that isn't to do the same goddamn thing that you're mad at them about. At least in my opinion, that's my opinion. You know, if you want, you need to be a better person than that. And also. It's on the fucking internet. It's not really going to matter. You know, 
most of the shit people put on Twitter, Facebook and stuff is not the kind of thing that they would actually say in real life. That's why I I rarely post things because the shit that I say online is usually the kind of stuff I would say in real life. But anyway, I don't I don't want to talk too much more about that shit. It's just like guys get, unplug from social media every once in a while, get out there in the real world, talk to some real folks and, you know, work on changing minds that way because you're not going to do it on fucking Facebook. Anyway, uh Kyle, what have you been up to, man? <laughs> uh trying to uh trying to get back to to some semblance of normalcy after spending two weeks in Oklahoma, which is an interesting shift. <laughs> Anytime someone talks about Oklahoma, all I can think of is Steve Martin in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, where he's he plays a uh, Ruprecht and he's running around like a spaz, banging on pots and pans, going, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> That's about the only thing it's got going for it is its name, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and proximity to other things. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> Actually, no, I, no, not even that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not really proximity to too much, much of, of anything there. Uh, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on the whole state there because everybody, everybody I met was relatively nice until they started talking politics, but that, <laughs> yeah, that's mostly to, anywhere you go. Welcome to most of America. Right. <laughs> Unless the metro areas that you're talking about, but yeah. Uh, what the fuck do we know? Uh, let's see anything else been going on in my life. Um, uh, I've been having lots of fun. Uh, I kind of talked about it a little bit on the the last uh episode where i was really sad that i lost my favorite toilet and i'm still i'm still broken up about that one because the new one's just not comfortable at all it's like two inches too tall and the bowl's too tiny and it's 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 weird being like fat man on a little toilet it's just it's it's odd (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is i'm i mean hey you could have gotten one of those like extra deep ones (laughs) <laughs> because yeah I, i'm tucking so much in there kyle <laughs> toilet for the well endowed right you know the the manly toilets it's like mm-hmm. i've never had a part of me dip into the water never unless it was still attached to my asshole you know because <laughs> it's not technically not part of you until it exits you so there you go i, I don't know i don't know anybody that has <laughs> oh the water's cold man deep do <laughs> Stupid fucking joke. God. <laughs> oh I my gosh. Who that guy was now at this point. <laughs> yeah, nobody's John Holmes was a fluke. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. That's that's who it was. Uh let's see. We have no Felicia this week, guys. Uh apologies if you were looking forward to her being on. Uh she's moving. That that's about all I can say about that. She had a shitty week, shitty weekend, and coming on and getting angry about news and stuff is probably not the thing that she wanted to do on her moving day so oh man so let's go ahead and uh get into the regular show we're gonna jump you off with the first little bit of a commercial break and we'll be back shortly with uh your first segment this is the utah outcast and we'll be right hi this is dan ryan and matt with the godless revolution podcast we've had a lot of great guests on this show 
such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. So you like donuts, eh? Uh-huh. Well, have all the donuts in the world! <laughs> More. I don't understand it. James Coco went mad in 15 minutes. Uh, this first one comes to us from the Friendly Atheist blog at Patheos.com, and, and uh, it's it's about a man unleashing a profanity-filled tirade against a bunch of peaceful Satanists in a Minnesota park. Oh, this one, yes. Yeah, I'm not going to do the audio for this one because uh, I don't own it, and I it, it's one of those things where you don't really need to hear it because it's just some pissed-off old white dude that's all mad about this. So it starts off uh, for a couple of years now. A church-state separation battle has been playing out in Belle Plaine, Minnesota, between local officials and the Satanic Temple. In short, a Christian monument was allowed to go up at a public park while a Satanic display was rejected, mm-hmm. and the Satanists filed a lawsuit against the city, like in April. Uh, the sto- this story doesn't involve that lawsuit, but it occurs in Belle Plaine, where people are still in anger about the Satanists, or at least the people they perceive to be Satanists, uh, the people that they perceive Satanists to be, sorry. Uh, So this past Sunday, and that was this Sunday, uh, Mm -hmm. the Satanic Temple's Minnesota chapter was holding an ice cream social at Union Square Park, which is about two minutes away from the controversy. And as they described it, the plan was to have some sweet treats, meet friends old and new, and maybe play some board games or play some outdoor games. You know, that that fucking fucking evil. (laughs) It's a benign and normal thing for for organizations to do okay reminds me of the, the the kids in the hall skits where like he was uh yeah. simon milligan where he's like like it's evil evil <laughs> it's like it's just oh, mild rough. mild rough. evil <laughs> yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you're telling me that they were going to uh let's see have some sweet treats there's your that's diabetes coming at you and i know that's not actually <laughs> done by sweet stuff. Hit it. yeah uh, hit it. meet friends old and new <gasps> You're intermingling yeah. people and play some board games like Ouija boards or uh, well, play might. some outdoor games like lawn darts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they banned them a long time ago. You could still make your own, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but him, it says here, oh, obviously very demonic stuff there. Um, in any case, they were just minding their own. And I'm going to editorialize your goddamn business. But within about 15 minutes of arriving at the park. They noticed one man staring at them from a nearby intersection. That man eventually walked into their area, which was a pavilion, spewed profanities and said that they were not welcome here because they were disrespecting veterans. Are they? Were they now? Hmm. Really? Yeah, I I just love how veterans feel like they get special deference towards everything. I'm like, like, cool. I mean, I don't know very many veterans that do personally feel that way. This guy. (laughs) Some of them do. My my old man's one of them where he's like, I, I he got pissed at me one time where I, I got into an argument with him about him serving in the Gulf War. I'm like, cool. I'm glad you did. I'm, I'm glad that's something that you signed up for 
and that you chose to do after you left high school. That's something that you knew was a possibility in joining the military that you signed up to do. Well, they should thank me for serving my country. I'm like, why? Why? You volunteered for it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm not trying to say that that some people haven't sacrificed and some people sacrifice all. I got it. I got it. I'm just saying that a lot of people for doing something that you wanted to do or volunteered to do, you don't get to get the extra double extra fucking hard pat on the back. Yeah. You know, you're the man. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. You, you signed up for a job. You did your job. And And they treated you like shit for most of it too. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. So he didn't care. um, He didn't seem to care that one of the Satanists said that he was a veteran. Of course not. Yeah. And so here's, here's a quote from this guys. You guys come down here to our fucking park and you put your fucking Satan Satan bull fucking shit in our fucking veteran park. He sounds like the drunk guy on uh, uh, Team America World Police. <laughs> He's like, lots of people are assholes, dicks, or pussies. <laughs> anyway, uh, you need to get the fuck out of here. I'll turn you fucking down. I'll turn down your. F- I'll turn your fucking life down. You guys are in the wrong fucking place. I don't want my kids over here looking at you raising your fucking flags, wearing your fucking devil fucking costumes. Yeah, the guy was mad. He was obviously really mad about this whole thing. And the poor Satanists are like, hey, dude, fucking calm down, man. Like, what? what's the big deal? <laughs> but you, how dare you challenge their Christian beliefs? How dare you fly your Satanist flag out in front of them? Because that to them is offensive. And... They're the ones that like to call us snowflakes. I I just find that just delicious, you know. And it says here that that's the sort of rant that belongs in a YouTube comment thread in all caps, not a local public park where the angry guy is the only one people need to worry about. So a cop was there. He witnessed everything and he explained to the man that Satanists had a right to be there. But that didn't help because the guy kept on ranting. And at the end of the video, he appears to walk away. But the Satanists say that he only went back to his intersection where more people started to join in a throng against them. It wasn't until the cops were called again that any action was taken and charges were pressed against that gentleman, said the Satanist. So good on you for calling the cops eventually on that dude. Well, yeah, the guy made threatening to fucking kill you guys, you know, yeah, he made public death threats. That's not cool. And by the way, not behavior becoming of any of our veterans. Wait, you're you're policing me, a veteran? How fucking dare you? (laughs) Don't you know I served at my desk job for this country? Don't you know that I did logistics for this nation? I changed out the chemical toilets in the (laughs) C-130s. Not everybody has frontline combat jobs. I'm just saying there's rear echelon people as well. That's how the war machine keeps running. There's usually more rear (laughs) echelon at this point in time. And I feel bad for anybody that got mechanized infantry and they've, they've lost their lives and that whole thing. Yeah, I think it's fucking, it's bullshit the fact that you guys are fighting and dying, dying in a war that does not help us as a nation at all. Anyway, moving on back to this guy. <sighs> they added in their post, it says, is this how uh, people that are different are treated? Yes. Yeah, that, that's exactly how people are different yeah. treated in Minnesota. Uh, a peaceful picnic turned into death threats by our mere presence. Is this tolerance? No, it's not tolerance. No, no. Uh, I, your definition is not 
And I'm glad that there are people there that peacefully and lawfully stood their ground. And it, and it says here at the end of at the end, our group left for our own safety and finished our now melted ice cream at a different city park, a uh, a city over. So at one point in the video, about a minute in, the cop tries to defuse the situation with the angry guy by telling the crazy man, unfortunately, that's the way the country is and they have a right to be here. And a lot of people have clued in on that one right there where it's like, wait. Yeah, yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Officer. Did you just say, unfortunately, we have this right? Are you are you fucking kidding me right now? And it's probably just something that was a heat of a moment kind of thing. And he was trying to defuse the angry fucking dude. But at the same time, it's like you could have just said they have a right to be here. And that's the way the country is, you know. Right, right. And to, you know, bad, bad choice of words is all I'm going to say with that. It is, clear, it is. It is clearly a very, very bad choice of words. And to be a bit of, you know, the devil's advocate for for this officer. Oh, you would. I, I would, of course. <laughs> when you're trying to defuse a situation like that and somebody is that riled up. You don't defuse it by <laughs> completely avoiding their 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 side of the fence. Yeah, you've got to put you you've got to you've got to make some kind of uh, gesture or effort to say no. Look, man, I'm on your side here, but you got to chill. So, and you know, maybe that's all it was. Yeah. And I'm not thinking it was anything worse than that, but it's just, it's just a matter of like, oh man, don't come on. Yeah, no, it was, that was, it was, it was completely unnecessary and, and totally not the right thing right. to say, but you know, I'm going to, I, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut that, that officer a little bit of slack here. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. In that kind of situation, you're not going to pick your words that carefully. No. And him in here says it's all very appalling and very scary. No peaceful group should be bothered like that, regardless of their beliefs. If I saw I saw Christians congregating in the park behind my house today, it was, it was the 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 neighborhood picnic. But I know that's just code for LDS ward getting together and having a barbecue. Cool. I'm glad you guys are having a good time. I'm not going to stand out there and be like, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they crossing their arms like that? That's evil. <laughs> It's actually kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, him in here goes on to carry. He's like, uh, what if he was carrying a weapon? How the hell is he raising his kid? You know, it's just this guy got riled up by right wing, literally propaganda saying that the Satanists were against veterans in that town. So. So good job, Fox News. Uh, good job making this person hate other people that you should just be just tolerant of. It's like. It's like how we were talking earlier this week about how, you know, you should just scroll on through if you don't like what you're seeing on social media. If you don't like certain people that are congregating together, uh, just fucking walk on by. That's all you really need to worry about. You know, that's true. Yeah, you you do have the ability to just go, okay. well, those people are minding their own business. And uh, if I don't want to be around them or I don't want my kids around them, you just you can. You can hey, okay, kids, come inside. We're going to play Minecraft. You, know? you can go ahead. And Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined... Click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch.
And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Gordon Klingisman, everybody. So here in Colorado, our first, uh, in fact, America's first openly homosexual governor uh, happens to be Jared Polis of Colorado. He just signed into law two bills, House Bill 1032 and 1192, both of which require. Uh, and looking at any of these law, any of these bills that they've put out there. Prepared for a straw man, uh, you know, argument against what these bills actually say. Mandatory homosexual lectures to children. In there you go. That's the straw man. Mandatory homosexual lectures to children. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for the problem. They'll they'll have to learn a little bit of American history. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, I mean, God damn it. In public schools, one of them, it's a requirement for graduation. You have to learn gay history on top of American history. In fact, uh, the teachers, because they're always pressed for time and under, under pressure, they're going to have to neglect teaching about traditional things like Paul Revere. In Fuck Paul Revere. Are you kidding me? Really? We're going to go with Paul Revere is the thing that you really think people should know about when it comes to American history? How about the yeah. fact that he got credit for all of it when it wasn't fucking him? You know, yeah, that's the hill you're going to die on. That's the hill you're going to die on. The guy that went to a fucking tavern after tavern in the town and having a beer every time he fucking stopped there to say, oh, the and what do you say? The British are coming. You were fucking British at the time, Paul. <laughs> Man, I. <laughs> that's that's the example of something that he feels like every kid needs to know. And from history. So yeah, that's that's I mean, that's that's just a ridiculous. And it's <laughs> just a ridiculous. And, and Gordon, you know, history continues to march on, right? I mean, just because it's not something you cared about nor learned about when it was your history class doesn't mean that it's not also important to the American experience that exists. Now, you can't say that when you were growing up that people even gave a shit about what Native Americans were or their tribes or anything about like that. However, now that it is a much later time, and yes, that's an old dig at you, Gordon. Uh, the fact that you can learn indigenous people's histories versus what we were taught in schools says a fucking lot about us, about us as a country. We've got a long ways to go, but at least we're fucking trying. We've got a very, very long ways to go. But yes, they're, they're... history is complicated. History is messy. History involves a lot of people and a lot of marginalized groups. Yeah. And if you want to actually learn history, you have to learn those aspects of history, too. Instead, teach, uh, like you suggest, uh, you know, Mayor Harvey Milk, uh, and they're redefining all of the textbooks. I think the Illinois bill you mentioned talks. What's wrong with learning about Harvey Milk? Can Absolutely you, can, nothing. Gordon, can you give me a single fucking example of why you shouldn't learn about Harvey Milk? He's a part of American history, is he not? Yeah, he's a, it was a big part. <laughs> no shit. It's about all the textbooks have to carry gay symbol symbology. For example, even mathematics now has to have lectures about homosexuality. Uh, 
What? Wait, how did it go from gay symbology to gay mathematics? I mean, are what you going to give us an example on that or no? Yeah, what, what's gay math? Let's it talk doesn't about make it. sense. Oh, okay. So it just doesn't make sense. So, well, the, I, I would be in a complete agreement with you there. Mm. Idea of gay math does, in fact, not make sense. Well, because, I mean, it's not on base 10. It's like, it's. <laughs> I can't think of a good joke on that one, but God damn it. But years ago, this would be, you know, pedophiles recruiting and grooming children. Nope, no, 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 no. I'm so goddamn sick of the Christians thinking that all homosexuals are pedophiles. Some pedophiles may be homosexual, but not all pedof- not all homosexuals are pedophiles. God damn it. Yeah, it's the whole Venn diagram thing. And it works with just about everybody, every group of people. Right. <laughs> Same thing you can say about hetero people. There, there's a lot of it. For their own, you know, perverse pleasure down the road. Why don't we see this as a illegal measure of, you know. Re- All right, he's really having trouble fucking making words string along right here. I've, I've been there. I've been there a couple of times this week, Gordon, where you're having a real hard time making your sentences finish up and having your brain go to long-term query to try to go, hey, we need to talk about something. And then your mouth is trying to just keep on talking, but it doesn't ever ever actually catch up, just like I just did right now. Recruiting children into sodomy. Uh, You know, I think that's exactly how we should see it. In fact, uh, years ago, these people would have gone to prison for this sort of stuff, you know, exposing children to obscene material. They're not showing them a dick. I mean, they're not. I mean, if they're doing that, they're in the fucking wrong. I mean, unless it's a in a, a health class or human sexuality class. I mean, I'm not all hung up on the concept of a dick or anything like that. But like, I I can kind of get what the what that means, where somebody would be showing explicit shit to a minor. Got it. I understand that. But learning about Harvey Milk isn't learning about fucking hardcore barebacking fucking deep throat sixty nine cum jism sprays going across fucking ropey men's chests full of hair no that's not what right. we're talking no, about no no that's 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 an elective <laughs> as it should be god damn it uh grooming children exposing them to sexual and indecent material uh that's a crime in fact that's still a crime on the books in many states today uh, indiana recently passed another law saying it would be a felony to fucking indiana i'm sorry but exposure exposing a minor to to that type of material, it is a felony in all states. All states. Expose children to obscene material, and yet these laws are not being enforced. The government schools all across America are still exposing the, They are being enforced. The, the government schools Amy? all across the country. The government schools. You mean public schools, sir, where we all pay into them with our sales taxes and property taxes. Yes, that's what he means the children to this stuff. It's getting more and more obscene. And uh, I I think quite simply, uh, they have accomplished a radical transformation of the culture using the government school system with kind of air support from the far left media and from Hollyweird, you know. So can we just discredit everything they've said? Yeah, far left, far left media and Hollyweird. Right. Geez, what's the what's the number one uh, news channel on cable right now? It's not fucking MSNBC. It's and most movie theater. I'm sorry, most movie companies have a vested interest in not picking a side on a lot of shit. So, 
anyway. Satanic propaganda, the God filth, the LGBT agenda that comes out of all these places. Uh, and, you know, the consequences, we can already start to see what's happening. You know, we see the breakdown of the family. What does that even mean? They bring that up quite a bit, but they do, they do, they do. And it's, it's a, uh, it's an ill-defined, oh. intentionally ill-defined boogeyman, boogeyman. It's people that are allowed to have divorce or, you know, gay couples right. being able to marry each other kind of thing. I got it. Skyrocketing, uh, abortion numbers, school shootings. Uh, hey, you know what make those abortion numbers going down, go down? Uh, education or at the very least, you know, cheaper or free birth control but you guys are kind of against that whole thing anyway so i mean yeah they don't they don't like that it's at all. Uh, yeah it's something to do with the uh, bodily autonomy of women that they have a problem with no they're not supposed to do that that's not their body that's my right. body uh, you know the collapse of our society the collapse of our civilization hey uh it, I, I don't know i went out to lowe's today to buy some stuff for my plumbing uh seemed like civilization was still very much intact i mean i didn't see anything falling down as i left you know, that shop that i went to i even passed over a giant overpass and guess what it didn't crumble and fall to the fucking earth so i, I haven't i haven't really mm. noticed i haven't really noticed any recent social collapse i mean <laughs> i mean nazis are making a comeback so well i mean may, once once may, society collapses i mean that oh, means we don't yeah. have to pay rent anymore and i could just sit here and watch stuff that's and, true that's true right that's, that would be that would be a benefit the erosion of our liberties. Uh, you see, you know, women are no longer prepared to be wives and mothers. Uh, men, young men are no longer prepared to be husbands and fathers. Because were they ever? Exactly. Why should your fucking arbitrary definition of things be the thing that people are and strive to? Hmm. Uh, it is, you know, an abomination. It's a tragedy of immense proportions. And, I, and honestly, I don't think our society is going to survive another generation or two of this if we don't get a grip on it. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I, think, <laughs> I think our society civilization is going to be just fine. It's going to be just fine, if not better, because of uh, putting boomers like you guys to bed. Right, right. <laughs> you know how we know. Just, just, do you know how we know it's going to be just fine? Because... Assholes like you have been saying the same thing for generations. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. I want to be touched. Oh. Somebody please put your hands on me I want to be touched Oh The gentle caress of a human please I want to be touched Oh I'll touch you if you touch me I want to be touched Oh A double H.J. in the bathroom please The bathroom please the bathroom, please. Please touch me. Oh, boy. It's Jesse fucking Lee Peterson. Oh, wait. There goes monetization. Bye, money. Uh, anyway. Jesse Lee Peterson is here to talk to us about educated women and the how great they are. How awesome they are and 
how much he would like to have one live in his life so he didn't have to do this terrible talk show that he does anymore because Jesse's not an educated person. And I'm not saying that to call him stupid or anything, but he's not an educated person, not an educated person, because anybody who asks the same question multiple times on his interviews and you give him the answer that you have and he doesn't like it, he asks the same question again. I I don't know. I've watched way too many of his interviews with other people, realizing that I've given him uh, coverage and sucker. Because uh, he he's somebody whose stuff I've watched before. And here we are watching more of his shit. But Jesse Lee Peterson on Educated Women. Here we go. See, I told you they're on an ego trip. Uh, She's proud to be educated. And being educated, there's nothing to be proud about. Being educated is nothing to be proud about. I, I wish I had the uh, the Warner Brothers That's All folks at this point. Because that would be... I mean, really, that's... What more do you really need? That is his opinion of of education. All right, Jesse. Uh, I mean, how else are we? How, I, I see that you happen to have a nice microphone in front of you there, and you're doing this over the internet, and you have an iPad with you and another computer. I'm pretty sure. Something. I'm pretty sure the producers that that uh, make your show, because you clearly have nothing to do with it. Right, uh, he, the, his edgy. producer is openly racist against Jesse Lee Peterson sometimes, and he just yeah. sits there and fucking takes it. Like he's just like, uh, uh, I don't know how to respond to that because I'm not an educated person. Cool, be proud of your ignorance. Great, great, great. It really is. Uh-huh. It's um um, it builds the ego, especially with women. Mm-hmm. It builds their egos, and they really believe that they can be better and are better than men. And so that's why uh, these men who are marrying these so-called educated women, they're turning their husbands into housewives. Mm. Oh, stay-at-home dads are a bad thing, too, I guess, with Jesse. So. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, here's a shocker. Uh, an educated woman, or even an uneducated woman, can, and <laughs> frankly, often is, better than a man. How dare you, Kyle? That's that's not something we. Uh, would... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hmm. You know, they make them stay home. They make them babysit. They make them cook. They... Hang on, hang on, backing it up just a second here. If it is your child, that's not babysitting. That's not babysitting. That's, if it is that's... your house that you're cleaning up, you're not helping clean up the house. You are cleaning your house. You know. When it comes to your hunger and your family's hunger, you're not making dinner for your family. You're just making dinner. You know, you don't need to have all of this extra bullshit attached to it. We're like, hey, I'm going to make dinner. Cool. That's where it should end. Be like, I made dinner for you. You know, I babysat the kids today. Like, no, that that's your kid. <laughs> I hate I hate everything about this. God damn it. They make them clean. They make them be the woman. And then when the woman come home, the man is stressed out. No, they don't make, they're not making, you, you can't. <sighs> I know. It's, it's just, I'm just, it's trying to understand this and fight back I against mean, it. It's just such base level, like, what? What, <laughs> what, what era of the 50s? Like, like, what year of the 50s did this, did this diatribe come out? And Jesse, when when did you stop beating your wife? That that's what I want to know. That's the question I want to ask. 
Well, he wouldn't yeah. need one first. <laughs> right. And complaining just like the woman. <laughs> but a real woman would not be on an ego trip. She would be happy to be a wife and a mother. Some of them are, just like how there's some sure. guys that are happy to be house husbands and take care of the kids and everything. I would love to be pampered in my relationship. And, you know, not so much pampered, but, you know, not having to go to the day job. I would gladly trade, like, you, you know, all of the shit that my wife has to do around the house. Same here. Yeah. For not having to work again. <laughs> and she would love the fact that her husband is the head of her because she loves the order of God. But these educated women are not like that. No, no, they're not because yeah, they see that that type of uh, <laughs> uh, patriarchal setup and and that type of of misogynistic uh, setup and sexist setup is uh, bullshit. Yeah, God uh, forbid. Of, uh, a lot of educated men see that too. God forbid they think for themselves. You know what? Is, uh, what does Jesse Lee Peterson think about gay relationships where somebody's a breadwinner and the other one's not? I wonder what he thinks about that. Or you. Hmm. It'd be really interesting to find out there. I would never, unless she's been born again, never marry an educated woman. You marry Satan's daughter. I don't think that's going to be a problem, Jesse. Yeah, I think they're pretty pretty much going to stay really fucking far away from you. Like, uh, it'd be funny to find out if Jesse's got like a grinder profile. That'd be really funny. I mean, not not to call like everybody who I disagree with is homosexual or anything like that. I'm just trying to say is that there is no, there is no, no way, no conceivable way. Nobody would want no. to fuck Jesse Lee Peterson, straight, gay, or otherwise. Nobody would want to do that. And if you do, what the fuck is your problem? I mean, he's kind of fit, but. You just have to. You just have to ask him. Just don't talk. Just, just, just stay quiet. Shush. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear your voice. That's he's, right. He's 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 not he's not he's not attractive enough for for grinder. No, and he's not loving enough for anything else either. So, did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week. That if you're not beyond the veil. You're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. If you're saying this part over here, it says God made land animals and man on the same day is not true, then ultimately, why should I believe this bit over here? Oh, it's Ray Comfort, and uh, he's on the way of the Master, and of course they're going to be talking about the Ark Encounter, because for some reason, Ken Ham and Ray Comfort have become best pals recently. It probably had something to do with the fact that the atheist uh, convention was in, what, Cincinnati this past year? And for some reason, people still can't give me a straight answer what the fuck Skyline Chili is, and I don't even know. 
is it like it's just chili mac isn't it i mean that's what pretty, i've heard from yeah yeah pretty pretty much huh. i mean yeah. quit trying to claim something that's like new and invented with you guys when it came up came from hamburger helper a long fucking time ago i mean come on guys and how many people made macaroni and cheese and be like, yeah, this would be good with some chili in there. Yeah, that's not too hard. Anyway, we're, we're off on a topic here that they're best buddies. And here we go. Those of you that are thinking, man, I wish there was a way where we could see the, the scope and the size of Noah's Ark. Well, guess what? You guess what? Some asshole in Kentucky made a whole fucking theme park based <laughs> off of it. And that is uh, somehow made our channel more relevant than it ever would have been because we like to talk shit on this guy. And now you get a twofer. You get Ken Ham and fucking Ray Comfort in one video. You can now because our good friend, Mr. Ken Ham, has actually built one, a full size replica of Noah's Ark. And I had the. You, you can't have a replica for something that never existed. Um. Well, those people will probably fight you on that one because, you know, I, I've seen replicas of uh, Veritech fighters or Valkyries if you're a Macross fan, you know. Um, it, you can have replicas that are one one scale kind of thing, but I mean, it's not something that was ever truly existing to begin with. So and also he's got the shape wrong and it's not covered in pitch and all sorts of other things. Yeah, privilege, it's, yes. it's not quite it's not quite accurate to the source material. Right, and not to mention that half of the Ark encounter is a giant fucking building that they never show you the other side of the Ark. They always show you the, the boat side. They never show you the office space side. It's me, your lowly Arab host, had the privilege to go to the Ark and tour it with Ken Ham. Check this out. I remember some time back when you first told me about your plans to build the Ark. And then the day came when I finally made it over and I rounded that corner and I actually saw it. I mean, it's overwhelming. And you even, you know, when you look at pictures, you can't, you just can't appreciate the size. In right. fact, when I show people pictures. How much do you want to bet he's going to measure it in football fields like he always does? That can't uh, yeah, I have no idea how, he, <laughs> how they're going to measure it. Uh, the problem is you can't really get an accurate measurement because the unit of measure for, for that uh, provided wasn't it cubit? It, it was Bible. cubits. It was, it was in cubits. Uh, the problem is uh, that that's not a that was not was not then and is not now a, a an SI <laughs> kind of standard unit of measurement. <laughs> it is a unit of measurement that was used uh, locally. You know, there's some question whether it involves your fingers or not, or if it's just wrist to elbow. I mean, there's there's lots of ways where it's still called into question about what a cubit actually is. Right. Right. Anyway, but but yeah, the, the way the way the measurement worked out, uh, and it, it comes out it comes out to a pretty interesting uh, range. Yeah, anywhere from like what was it like one thirty to one fifty mm. meters. Not like this thing. Anyway, right. He's probably going to say, uh, "Well, actually, one hundred fifty meters would be one and a half football fields." And, you know, however he wants to talk about it. I have to zoom in to say, those are people there. Those things that look like ants, they're human beings, you know? Well, think about the length of this for the moment. It's one and a half times the length of a football field. Hey! Called it! <laughs> or maybe we've done this one before. Have we? No. Have we, like, reached prime, like, Ken Hamception where we're, like, it's... No, I'm pretty sure we have not done this one. <laughs> God damn it, I'm, I'm unsure of myself these days. 
half the width of a football field. And more football measurements. <laughs> and that's American football, folks, not actually footy, you know. That's 3.3 million board feet of timber. Wow. So it's 510 feet long, 85 feet wide, 51 feet high. From ground level here, where you see there's people walking, from ground level to the top of the roof is seven stories, but to the top of the bow there is 10 stories. It is the biggest what's called timber frame structure. In the oh my God, buy a fucking wind filter for your microphone before you go on shoots like this. God damn it. That would be nice. Well. Well, I want to look at all that. So let's go inside, Ken, and I want you to—I want you to take me to some of your favorite exhibits and help people understand why it is you put this thing up in the first place. Okay, let's do it. All right. Let's go. Ow, my ears. I'm gonna cut all this fucking part out until he talks again. The wow factor just keeps increasing. So tell us what's going on. Well, the storm has started. You can hear it in the background. Okay. You hear the thunder. Right. You can see the lightning now and then. Yeah, with static fucking images, or not images, but static mannequins that you have just kind of hanging out on the arc. Right, right. Not animatronic, you know, not, not moving or anything. You have static fucking mannequins and lights strobing behind them. Right, Ooh, right. Ooh, that's going to be worth the $50 of fucking visit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's interesting here because I actually just kind of just looked it up and, uh, Ken Ken's arc is actually a little bit longer, a little bit bigger than the dimensions stated in the Bible. Stated in, in the Bible, and, yeah, not much. But do, you doesn't know. he have more than one window though? Wasn't there only supposed to be like one window and one door or something? Something's oh, I don't think they actually that. got into those kind of details. Mm. But I seem to remember on the Disney animated. Uh, Noah's Ark that I watched when I was a kid, that there was something about that. But anyway, moving on. There he is, trusting their voyage now to the Lord, because he knew they were going to protect them. It's, it's interesting, because I think people think Noah just... Wait, did he say they're going to protect him? He... Hang on, I'm rewinding that real quick. Now to the Lord, because he knew they were going to protect them. How is the Lord of they, they were going to protect him? And not, not they was, but they were. That's that's kind of interesting. It's it's interesting because I think people think Noah just threw a bunch of animals on the ark and they just kind of ran around in this <laughs> open thing. But I mean, this is sophisticated. You it know, is. there's a there's a feeding system. There's order. In fact, we have exhibits on how he could have looked after them and fed them and be able to take away their waste. Oh, great! Well, let's keep going. Show me okay. what else is going on down here. Yeah, with your static animals and cages of animals of different kinds that don't actually refrain, uh, refer to anything that's in, you know, phylogenetics. It's, uh, anyway. And I'm going to have to cut all this shit, too, because it's just images. Mm -hmm. I've seen signs all around the Ark that have the word kinds on them. And I'm looking here, and this says the sloth kind. So can you explain that? Well, well, you see, it's like sloths, but it's kind of like a sloth. That's what we mean by kind. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of a sloth. I mean, that's I how that works. That's not a thing. <laughs> that's, weird. that's that's how it must mean in the, the back of their head. They're like, 
you know, that has nothing to do with like genetic precursor to that kind of animal or anything, or the fact that it would have to have go through massive speciation for it to become the other species that we have now. But this is our greatest hits right now, it feels like. Well, you know, when we did the research on what do you want answered, the question I've heard over and over again is, well, how could Noah's Ark be true? It couldn't fit all the animals on board. But people are thinking in terms of species, today's species. The Bible says kind. Right. And so here on the first... So that gives us a little bit of our own wiggle room to make up some bullshit to bring up this fact that this shit didn't actually happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's full of wiggle room. Tons of wiggle room. Multiple fucking choice. God damn it, their book. Deck. We start to introduce that idea to help people understand kind is different to species. Lots of species within a kind. Right, right. You know, the, the representatives of the kind probably at the family level of classification. And it goes to. Sorry. Hang on. I'm going to trim my heart. And it goes on to talk about the fact that uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> he's got dinosaurs on his ark. Which. If they existed 6,000 years ago, what, what happened to them? Please tell uh, me. <laughs> nothing. I have nothing on this one. Nothing. Went on board the Ark, and then you have lots of speciation since then. And once people grasp that, they realize Noah didn't need anywhere near the number of animals on the Ark that we think. Wow, you could fit all the kinds of land animals needed, representative kinds. That's awesome. That's all they give us. It was a puff piece. Really? It was a giant fucking puff piece. Are you fucking kidding me? Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. That's what you're going to give us after that, you assholes. <laughs> God. <laughs> all of that rimming us for no reason and you're not even going to do anything about it? You assholes. God. I hate Way of the Master because... Master's not taking care of daddy's needs. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'm just not making myself clear. I don't want to fuck with you, Sal. But I got the connection. I got the sales organization. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid ass that you'll shit snow for a year. Frankie, blow this head off. Ooh, guns, guns, guns. Come on, Sal. The Tigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. This uh, news item comes from Newsweek.com, and it's about a pastor's wife in West Virginia uh, who's been charged with reckless endangerment after allegedly firing a gun in a church parking lot. Uh, Melinda Fry Tony, who's 44, is accused of pulling out a pistol that accidentally discharged during an argument with another pastor's wife at New Life Apostolic Church in Oak Hill on May 11th. Tony is the wife of the New Life pastor Earl Tony, while the other woman, Lori Haywood, is married to New, Life New Life's youth pastor, David Haywood. Uh, Fayette Sheriff's uh, Detective Kevin Willis told the Buckley Register Herald that animosity between the two women had been simmering for some time. Their husbands had thought that the women should publicly bury the hatchet to avoid additional strife. You obviously don't know ladies very well. And I'm not trying to generalize everybody. Well, here. I'm just trying I mean, to say it's that I... They, they clearly don't know their wives very well. Yeah, that's, that's a better way of saying it there. So, uh... 
Let's see, what did it say? The the pastor and the youth pastor had thought, maybe we can get them together and we could just hash this out and fix it before it escalates. Oh, the hubris, <laughs> said Willis uh, on Wednesday. Of course, it just made it worse, I think. And according to Willis, the straw that broke the camel's back was an argument. God damn it, I didn't read this article until right now. <laughs> and I read ahead, sorry. Uh, was an argument over a t-shirt that Haywood was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Haywood would only say, we had a disagreement, and when we sat down to talk, I called her out, and she lost it. According to authorities, Melinda walked out of the church during the disagreement and went to her car in the parking lot where she got her handgun. That's called premeditation. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and this is, is why uh, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I can't believe this story. Wow. So, realizing what she had intended, Earl uh, had followed her outside. Willis reports that Pastor Tony intercepted his wife before she was able to come back inside the church and attempted to wrestle the gun out of her hand, and the weapon fired a single shot during the struggle, but nobody was hurt. Yeah, bring your fucking gun to church, lady. <laughs> Leave it out in your car. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> Haywood, who was leaving the church when the gun discharged, called the police and told them that she was Tony's intended target. The department reviewed parking lot surveillance video, but could not determine whether the pistol was aimed at Haywood before it was fired. Holy shit, man. <laughs> so, Mrs. Tony owned the handgun legally and had a concealed carry permit, and Haywood's told the Register Herald that we were just trying to leave peaceful. The reason for the shooting was stupid and just very unnecessary. Well, yeah. Aren't they all? That's the thing, is that she was mad about t-shirts and something like that, but you could have been a bigger person about the whole thing and not fucking started a whole row over the whole thing. So Melinda declined to speak to police after her arrest and requested an attorney instead, according to Willis, who added that mental evaluation of her may be part of the investigation. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, <laughs> So this is this is not a mental health issue. No, you here. got mad. You, she got is... mad and had access, easy access to a weapon. Now, we should also point out that prior to this, she was a, a law-abiding legal gun owner. Right. So this is also this is also a situation that probably would not have escalated to this point had she not had and that weapon and it definitely wouldn't have shown up on a background check i mean it will now but <laughs> all right and uh, how much you how much you want to bet how much you want to bet they are still going to have weapons once all this goes through you know once, it, once everything once everything gets cleared up yeah there'll still be there'll still be guns in that house wait so what you're trying to tell me is that after an instance of something like this where somebody got mad and the first thing they did was go for a weapon that they should potentially remove those weapons from that household. That's poppycock, Kyle. Those red flag laws don't exist absolutely, for a reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, how do people get around that kind of stuff? Well, all she has to do is sell the gun to her husband. For a buck. <laughs> yeah, we know how that goes, fucking Ken Ham. God, asshole. Mm-hmm. Not talking about guns, but, you know, just something as dumb as a gun. Right. And that's Right. It's like, you just transfer ownership. Here you go. 
Now, I've heard a couple of people talk about this one already, and they they've gone straight to talking about the the couple themselves, and you know, making fun of appearances and stuff. We're now that's not to say we're not able to climb down into that cesspool and make the same kind of comments, because I mean, I am a vastly unsexy fucking human being, so. I mean, I could make comments because, I mean, I, I live in the realm of also fat and ugly at the same time, so I could definitely call these people fat and ugly. But I'm not going to do that because I'm going to take the fucking high ground and not make a comment about her headband that she's deciding to wear on her five head. Um, nothing like that at all. Or the fact that this guy's head progressively gets thinner as it gets to the top like he's the human personification of Patrick Starr. Um no, nothing like that. I'm I'm not mean like that. And he's also wearing a fucking pink shirt, so it's even funnier that it, it seems that way. So, hey, SpongeBob! <laughs> nope. Nope. Not going to go there. Not going to. But they fought over. Are you sure this picture wasn't taken in the 80s? With, with the way that her bangs look, it's just like. I, I don't. She looks like Jonathan Davis with like a bath, like a poof on her head. Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Korn. Yeah, Google it, you young people. You know who that is? Oh. As I get older and I look back at some of the bands I listen to, I'm like, that's a dumb fucking name for a band. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, going after, I'll go after her hair, definitely. Uh, that's, that's terrible hair, but, you know. No, yeah, no. We don't, we don't, no, we, we don't, don't, we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to dig on, we don't need to dig on their appearance. That's, that's, they, that is terrible. Or where they definitely got this picture taken at, uh, a, like glamour Target, shots. Target glamour shots kind of place where, for you young people again, let's, let's, let's bring it back to the millennials out there that, or sorry, post millennials, let's, let's call it that because we are millennials. <laughs> Or Kyle, oh, you're X, aren't you? Or are you? It depends on how you. It depends on how you count. So yeah, yeah but yeah, X. Or the Zennials, the Xennials, whatever you want to call them. We're that weird in between thing that happens there. Uh, for you people that are younger, uh, people used to go to photo studios and get their pictures taken at like uh, Kitty Candid's, or they would go to uh, Target or some other department stores used to have a photo department where they'd go get their pictures taken. Kind of like how you used to do when you were getting your class pictures taken, but like people would willingly go to these places and do that. It, it's weird, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you could take a picture anytime you want now, but and it looks pretty good, but the, they paid for this picture. <laughs> I'm the eye hole man. I'm the only one that's allowed to have eye holes. Get up out of here with my eye holes. Eye holes. Get them today. Ikea. You gotta be careful, Morty. If that guy catches you with the box of his eye holes, he comes bursting in through a window and just starts kicking the shit out of you. But it's worth the risk. They melt in your mouth, Morty. Okay, we've got a Pat Robertson video from the 700 Club of, uh, it's probably about two weeks old now. And, uh, it, it, he goes on to talk about, I, I understand what he means by what he's gonna talk about here, where he's talking about dates and everything, but, um... I can't help but my Marvel brain taking over, and I just keep waiting for the Herald of Galactus to come by. So, uh, anyway, yeah, the Silver Surfer. Even though you're muted there, I understood what you just said. Yeah, the Silver Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just wait for it. Here we go. 
Okay, this is Julie, who says, Dear Pat, I enjoyed watching your recent interview with Hugh Ross. He seems to believe in the Big Bang Theory and that the Earth is billions of years old. I was wondering if you hold this belief as well. If so, how does one reconcile this with the account of creation in Genesis that the Earth was created in seven literal 24-hour days? Well, you use the term literal 24-hour days. The Bible doesn't say that. It says day one, day two, and so forth. Ah. Okay, well, there's your there's your out. <laughs> right. Let's go ahead and just dig those goalposts up and uh, and move them over here a little bit. Here we go. I mean, uh, the sun didn't exist until what, like the third or fourth day or something like that. Right. Right. So, so but you know, sure, maybe we can, maybe we can, you know, cut Genesis a little bit of slack and say, okay, it's, it's not literal, it's metaphorical, poetry. It, it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. It's as old as Gilgamesh, you know, let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's old. It's an old creation story, and there are billions of creation stories. Okay, fine. Right. But what is a day? A day is how long it takes the earth to revolve. That's one way of looking at it. But another day could be a, a lunar day. How long does it take the moon to revolve around? The, the moon doesn't revolve the way that you're talking about. There. No, no, not quite in the same in the same way. I mean, but, it it twists, but it doesn't, you know, revolve. I mean, it does. It does. It does revolve. Um, I mean, we never but, see the quote unquote dark side of the moon. Is what I'm trying to say. It's that it's tidally locked in that position where you don't get to see the other side of the moon. You know, right? So it, it couldn't exactly be a lunar day because one side is always facing one direction and one side is always facing the other direction. Right. Uh, according to us as the relative thing, because we, we spin, you know, relative to the sun. God damn it, Pat Robertson, you're fucking old. How many days do you have left on your warranty? <laughs> Another would be a solar day. How long does it take the sun to revolve? Another could be a galactic day. How Wait, does the sun revolve? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. I learned something new today, people. How long does it take a galaxy to move around? Like 30,000 years or something like that. It's, it's it's some ridiculously big number. I know that. Right, right, right. But I there mean, is no such thing. There is no such thing as a galactic day. Yeah, relative to what? <laughs> right, because it has to be it has to be relative to something and a, a day in the way we use it and measure it is a it's by the rotation of a, of a planet when ball a planet of light goes up ball of light goes right. down right ball of light comes back up again there's your day and a universal day would be how long does it take to traverse the entire universe wait <laughs> okay so he's suggesting that the universe is churning as as if yeah yeah the universe uh. Uh, the, the universe is not rotating around a, a single point uh insofar as we well, know and, it. and even but, then what would the observer <laughs> be that would think right 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 this <laughs> is, it's a measurement that requires that requires an observer uh holy shit man where's galactus when you need him <laughs> right right but you know hey if you want to use a galactic day cool that's great so how many of those have we experienced so far and two no, no, seven, according to this book. 
Fuck your book. And any one of those could be a day. So, you know, the Bible doesn't say a literal 24 hours, okay? Yeah, because they probably didn't have a good measurement for, you know, how many degrees of an arc it would be within a period, especially depending on if you're at the equator or not at that time. And No, no, because they, they probably at that point in time. Had no concept during well, that. Their, their concept of a day would have probably been closer to 25 hours. Yeah. That's one attitude. Another attitude Let's just is... give all our kids to the child molesters, goddammit. Excuse me. Mm. You know, I'm not taking the Lord's name in vain. I want these people damned to hell. I'm literally praying goddamn them to hell. That's not the Lord's name in vain. I mean that. I don't take God in vain. We ought to have a, a prayer called the goddammit prayer. God damn them to hell, please. You think Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes, when he realizes this is Earth and all his family died 10,000 years before and he's come back through a wormhole and everybody he knows is dead and he's saying, God damn them to hell. You bastards, you blew it all up. God damn you. He's not taking Lord's name in vain. He's saying, God damn them. God damn them. God damn them. God fucking damn them to hell. You seem upset. Holy crap, guys. I found a I found somebody that actually carries the Alex Jones clips that uh Right Wing Watch doesn't carry so much anymore. Uh there's somebody on YouTube that rehosts all of the InfoWars like episodes daily onto the onto their channel. So uh I actually decided I mean, to sit down. I mean thank you for that, I guess. I mean, they're doing it because they probably like it though, because it's also I mean, it's the, probably it's probably like an Alex Jones sock puppet probably and because it goes by the name general shepherd i don't know i don't know what the reference to that one is but this is actually from the episode uh that happened this past friday as we are recording here and uh he was talking about a recently before i hit hit record on this one specific segment here they were talking about the weatherman you know they the whole barack obama being a leftist you know uh terrorist organization kind of thing anyway alex goes into weird fucking territory as alex jones's want to do and so it, i'm just you know what you guys don't need a preface on this let's just go ahead and let it play i was on yahoo this morning and i'm gonna do a special report on this just to show it all and i spent like 20 30 minutes scanning because it was like a third of the comments are, we want to get him in a camp. I can't wait to torture him to death. Once we take over, we're going to kill them all. And people are like, oh, yes, oh, yes. You're not going to do jack crap. You understand? I don't need to feel like a man to tell you that I can kill your ass if I want to. If you try. Oh, stay classy, Alex. But let's back up a second. <laughs> he was on Yahoo? Yahoo. I mean, that's the single, like, most popular, like, search engine in Japan. But why? Why in America would you be using? Oh, wait, because he doesn't like Google anymore. That's right. Because they're deplatforming him. And But you could have went with something more funny. You should have said something like, I went to Hotbot. <laughs> or I went to. <laughs> I was on Ask Jeeves. <laughs> I was on Alta Vista. There you go. That's the one I used to use. <laughs> anyway, I just love the false fucking bravado. I don't need to feel like a man to tell you I could kill you. It's like. Well, you kind of just, you just kind of proved yourself wrong there because you had to go with the, I'm a big fucking man. <laughs> Try to kill me. I want you to wake up and come out of your sickness, but they're satanic. They get off on killing babies. They want to kill babies after they're born. They're
That's not what Satanists want to do. What? People on the left, he's talking about, of course. They're harvesting their organs. I told everybody this. Now seven states have passed laws to keep them alive and do it. I had a nurse in my house a few months ago. Well, that's interesting. Uh, What's that about, Alex? I mean, Kyle, I mean, when was the last time you had a nurse in your house? I mean, that's just not something that regular people would do. No, 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 no that's not that's not something that that most people <laughs> unless uh, they live there. I'm, I'm just trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, sure. Maybe she was just visiting. <laughs> no, no, it's never going to be that way with Alex. He's going to make up some fucking harebrained scheme of whatever it is. Right. An RN. I'm going to leave it at that. It was a friend of the family. Let's just say distant family of of of, of family. And I was bringing this up to her, and she goes, actually, I know about that in the wing next door. They put them in oxygen tents, but but and I said, but they're live babies, right? And she's like, well, yeah, but and I said, yeah. So if the doctor says they're going to resuscitate. I just love how he's he's tripping over his words trying to make up this fucking story. He's trying oh, so he hard to make up this dialogue as he's going along. So what he's talking about is uh, when people are have their quote-unquote born alive, you know, uh, anti-abortion shit, where they're like, they're going to harvest them for all their organs and stuff. The babies is what we're talking about here. Right. You know, usually when something exits a womb, it becomes a human being and is therefore born, so it has the, all the same rights as a human being would have. It's not a right, right. fetus, you know. Right. And in which case, they would do, uh, any doctor would do their absolute best to, to save keep it. that yeah. alive. Right. Yeah. So. At birth, they say it's a living baby, but if they don't resuscitate, it's still alive. It's legalese. They keep it alive and kill it. And she started shaking, shaking. I thought you were going to leave it there with your registered nurse friend. Like, I'm sure this person really enjoys, I mean, if this person existed at all, really enjoys being dragged into the fucking limelight on your show. <laughs> Talking about this kind of thing. God. Okay, and almost pissed on herself because it was someone, see the Stockholm Syndrome? You're involved and, and no, next door they're keeping babies alive and killing them. And she said adults too. She said, yeah. And no, Stockholm Syndrome is identifying with your kidnapper. Yeah, no, that's that's a very, very different thing. Um, but what he's, what he is actually, what he's actually saying makes, makes no sense, like medically at all. Yeah, that fetus was born and it's still alive. So we're just going to keep it in an oxygen tent so we can harvest yeah. organs. Like you, you only have to resuscitate. You only have to resuscitate somebody that's if dead. They <laughs> they have if they have you know stopped breathing, their hearts stopped beating. Uh, if they have gone from a living state to a beginning of death, uh, yeah. the beginning of of the death state. Uh, you don't resuscitate. A, it does. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I, this is really hard sometimes. Well, you see, there's demons, and <laughs> so there's dead babies, but they're resuscitated. So you you resuscitate the no way you resuscitate the living one, and then you're you, not gonna, you're not going to figure they're this. They're not out. alive, but they're still <laughs> living to harvest organs. So. Oh, it gets even weirder. I I, I, I had to sit through a fucking hour of the Alex Jones show to fucking find this clip. 
people that have been in car wrecks and stuff. And I said, and and are and some of them aren't brain dead, are they? And she starts shaking because these people by increment have become part of the crime. And then they're in the middle of it. And then when they're confronted with it and have that conscious thought, they don't know what to do. So the governor has to come out and go, we keep baby after they born alive and we keep them comfortable. Well, why are you keeping comfortable? Because they're harvesting them. <laughs> I love how he just added on to the whole fact that so many people have been told a fucking lie about any time they become an organ donor. Where if you get into a basic accident where you have to be hospitalized or something, they're not going to work quite as hard to keep you alive. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. No. But they're going to they're gonna keep you alive just enough to harvest your organs. Fucking hell, man. Well, and you notice, I mean, going back to that Ralph Northam that, that I helped break, that was totally amazing uh, insanity that we were seeing coming out of that, that horrible, horrible man. But what was interesting that he said he did not use the word doctor once in that interview. It's a provider. I mean, they, they, they dress it up in such colorful language. And what it does is it hides the lie. It's exactly what you're talking about. It, it's their big, beautiful lie. They're not baby killers. They're not killing babies already born. They're providers. Yeah, they're providers. That's a uh, Jason Pappert, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name properly because he's a fucking right wing shill. And it he, he makes me think of the the kids from um, Wizards of Waverly Place that have grown up to become right wing fucking ideologues. It's just a. Uh, or Drake and Josh or whatever the fuck the other Disney show was called. I, I don't know, but yeah, so he looks like getting... Tron that like cut his hair and got even fatter for some reason, oh. but. Yeah, so they're getting hung up on the terminology of of, of healthcare providers, right? Instead That's of calling them doctors, you know, right, right. But the thing is, uh, a healthcare provider encompasses more than just doctor, right? So that's the terminology that you use because like, my doctor no. doesn't really administrate most of the shit that I get when I go to the doctor. It's usually your nurse practitioners or your registered nurses or any of the other echelon of other people that are able to right. do that kind of thing. The, the, see, the, the doctor, a doctor is really just a, a part of, of that entire operation. Right. I mean, how many times have you had your teeth cleaned by the dentist? Never. <laughs> the, the routine shit, they don't need, they don't, you don't need to bother the, the big guy. And that's how healthcare providers work. Providing for the world. They're providing for the mother. They're providing for the dead baby. But what he's talking about, fundamentally, I don't like to dress it up. They pull the baby out of the uterus. They keep it alive right up until the point where they shove an ice pick in its brain at the base of its skull and kill it. That's what this is. And there's. Yeah, no, that citation needed. Not, I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's not what they do. Is ice pick a medical terminology for a tool? I mean. <laughs> yeah no that's not what's the uh what's the japanese terminology for like whenever that you're like a pescadarian and you, you do that thing where it's the probe that they stick into the brain of the fish to kill them kind of thing and it's just it's supposed to be more you know what never mind it doesn't even matter but because this isn't this isn't a thing that's happening paper 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 no you probably hate with the fact that if you use it with a french inflection jason paper i don't know more people wanting to adopt each year than there are abortions. Right. Me. Bull fucking shit. I'm kidding. Bullshit. <laughs> if that's the case, 
we wouldn't have any fucking orphans at all. At all. And yet, survey says... <laughs> Meanwhile, Buddha judge says Christians hate babies. No, it's Christians that adopt all the babies. It's Christians that built the damn country, you little weak chicken neck traitor. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he served his country there, Alex. Um, you're, you're not going to find a guy that's probably more pro-military than, you know, Buttigieg when it comes to, you know, the, the fact that he actually served in the military. And he is a Christian there, buddy. That's one of the reasons that he drives me fucking insane as a candidate. He's always talking about God, Jesus, and religion. Where yeah, doesn't fucking belong. But anyway, that's all we got for Alex Jones this week because God well, damn it, this man just, is crazy. That's just, that's just absolutely crazy. Really, Christians are the ones adopting. You know, they're that is that is simply just not true. Or you know, maybe they I, have I, to I, fill I, in that box. That is that is like you can't even. Are, people are seriously going to believe this? Yes. Well, they think that this guy is 100% honest 100% of the time. When a lot of people start watching Alex Jones and they're like, oh, look at the funny man saying the dumb things. And then they keep watching it and they keep watching it and they keep watching it. And then next thing you know, they're on the same fucking side. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking tell them I can't believe they're doing shit like that because they'll go look at it up on on the Internet and they'll come to find out they're They'll hit the fucking conspiracy sites because that's where. These kind of shits come from and they start reading up on it and they think, oh, this is on the Internet. It must be real, you know, because most people don't look beyond that. Well, and it's. It's really it's really pretty clever the way they the way they put it together, because they. They start the conspiracy theory and then they layer that with everything that disagrees with with this is uh, false, false information bad information you can't trust these sources you can't trust anything that that does that disagrees with this so they they start layering all of these things it, it's easy to get sucked into right so yeah you know yeah this is this is this is why why uh the, this platform needs to be uh taken away yep that's why he was kicked off fucking youtube <laughs> That's why he's been kicked off most everything. Most everything because it's outright fucking lies. It is. It is. You know, this this shit is legitimately dangerous. Yeah, which I'm glad it's not getting to the 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 audience writ large anymore because for some people, and I, you people need to realize this. You need to understand your own um limitations when it comes to stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they hear stuff like this, yes, like us, we're joking about it. But there are too many people, and I mean way too many fucking people, that get sucked into this shit hook, line, and sinker. And me, yeah. I was nearly one of them. I was a fucking almost right-wing, I was a shitlord fucking YouTube-watching kind of person. I used to be subscribed to most of the people on the uh, the Manosphere you know, series that Kevin Logan has made. Mm-hmm. Until I started actually paying attention to other people's stories and seeing how their lives went and, you know, having a little bit of empathy and trying to work on developing that. And then I went and realized, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you just keep falling further and further down a hole when you start with just something simple like uh, Thunderfoot talking about science and solar freaking roadways. And then it 
devolves into anti-feminism and then you're all of a sudden on these other channels watching the same kind of thing and you're like huh they're bagging on the person i don't like because i don't i don't know the whole story and that's kind of where we're at with alex Jones, well that's so. the, there are a lot there are a lot of ways there are a lot of ways that this this type of this type of machine works it's fucking and nefarious man. well <laughs> and part of that is that we as as people tend to want to uh if we agree with somebody on one thing we want to agree with them on everything yeah otherwise you get dissonance everything every person you every person you you listen to or or has any opinion on a subject uh everybody can be right and everybody can be wrong and the person you like to listen to or enjoy listening to uh, could very well be right about one subject and completely wrong about another. Yep. It, it's it's difficult, and you have to put some legwork in. Uh, but be just a little bit skeptical, skeptical of of everybody you listen to as a source of information. Well, because I mean, honestly, look at what they have to gain from telling lies like this. Yeah, selling stuff. I mean, that's that's honestly why Alex Jones exists is to sell things to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, get any more of that good sass for All right, folks. Well, that does it once again for us this week. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the content that we put out there. Or better yet, just become a patron and don't miss anything that we have out there. So head on over to patreon.com slash Utah Outcast like the following amazing people did. We have new patrons this week. Uh, David Cooley, John Kaiser, Matthew Maddox. And then we have the regular cast of awesome people who continue to support the show. Thank you so much for that. Amber Mulvaney, Bicycle Legs, Brooke Moffat, Christopher Ward, Cindy Spear, Colby Rasmussen, Cupcake Chaos, James Kenyon, James Russell, Jessica Marshall, Karen Sheets, Madeline Welsh, Randall Gaz, Robert X, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Tina Coley, Andre Skabinski, Ben Roberts, Econ, Freethinker215, Krusty the Clown, and Mr. Black, Support Camp Quest, Gary Gerfin, Kevin Bowden, Kimberly Kellogg, Kyle Johnson, Lawrence Quinn, Lana Nilsson, Michael Walker, Mooney Feathers, Rob Foster, Satan's Little Monkey, Stellar Monstrosity, love that screen name, Susan Schindler Lurito, Trickster, Aaron Painter, Angela Dick, Anwin Davies, Becky Fairley, Bob Koenig, Cecilia Antonio, Dave Lindop, Evans Murphy, Roll Tide, uh, Gary Smith, Ian Bond, Karen Sheets, Keith Kingsbury, Lisa Riddell, Malleus Varmentum, nay, Mr. Bible Pants, Michael Smuda, Mike Yoakum, Nancy White, Ord Toothman, Patrick Neary, Ray Kerfont, Rosabelle Howden, Some Tryon, or sorry, Mix those two up there. Some random, and then Terry Tryon. Tinfoil Hat Society, thank you for joining us on the uh, the live show the other day. Tracy Harden, Ugly German Truths, Ardwin, Angelica Pearson, Brooke Breitenbach, welcome back. CPT Miller 132, David Hicks, 
Jeff Linville, jo Jacob Ream. Damn, sorry, guys. Let me do that one again. Jeff Linville, Jacob Ream, Joshua Abity, Michael Lundgren, Michael Thompson, Sash. Stephen Andrus, Tim Smith, and Will Nash. And then finally, at our guest host tier, we have uh, Andrew Medina. Any Mouse and Friends, new patron there. Big Sky 1889, EJ Allen, Grand Priapism, Haley Wozniak, Joseph, Matthew James, Michael Lord, Robert Levine, and Jazza G. Thank you all so much for your continued support for the show. Uh, Kyle and I are looking hard into finding a studio space for us to move into to do all the show kind of stuff uh, in person, finally, instead of having to do it on the uh, on the Skypes and everything. Well, we don't do Skype anymore, but anyway, you know what I mean. So keep those patron dollars rolling in. We are going to use them here pretty soon. We just barely got Felicia a new computer because she has been using a potato for like the last couple of years. And finally, she won't have to worry about that laptop that broke on her. She now will have a good computer. So thank you, patrons, for everything. Thank you for supporting us, and thank you for making that happen. However, before we wrap this up, here's my always, always my spiel. We always need to remind folks that if you can't afford to share your love for the show via monetary, monetary means, bleh, you can do it in so many other ways, such as finding us on YouTube and subscribing there, simply leaving us a review on whatever service you can catch us on, or you can always shoot us an email or a text. We're always happy to hear from you. But with that, it's time to bring episode number 263 to a close. And remember, everyone... You're welcome. It's time once again for that lovely segment that we like to do called comments from trolls. And this week, I don't know, man, there's there's some that people are really are misunderstanding what we're doing here. And and somebody, this person in particular, I'm just going to go ahead and start with this first one by the name of Morlanius uh, left this comment saying, OK, these beards don't know what trolling is. This is very true. We, we have no idea. We have no idea how to troll. Not like we've not done it for, you know, during the inception of the fucking internet at home. <laughs> Morlanius, you know, Kyle and I are old enough to remember a time before Google. That's, that's enough to blow people's fucking minds already. Like, we yeah. grew up during an analog childhood and developed into a digital one as it went along. I was in my teens when the internet finally stood up. So therefore, if you don't think I know what trolling is, you're sadly fucking mistaken. Uh, FYI means comments and words you don't not like do not constitute trolling. I'm going to hard disagree with you there because they know that it's not going to affect us, yet they continue to do so anyway. I mean, they're not baiting us into anything because we never take the bit. Yes, we are impossible to troll. You can't fucking troll us, is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. There's lots of times where I'm like, hey, this person's commented a lot of times on the show and they're really good fans with us. And it's like, does that comment mean something? And I'm like, meh, I'm just going to move on and go on to the next comment. It's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, there is also this thing called branding. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, are we, are we really going to rename a segment at this point in time? Comments from mean people that are poopy heads. That's, that's not going to work as good. Everybody knows essentially what a troll is. I mean, there was entire fucking episode arcs on South Park about trolling, you know? Okay, Morlanius, whatever. All right, next one, we have uh, somebody that left a comment on our first Know Your Enemy segment we did a long time ago for Ken Ham. It says, uh, it's by DB, like double oh. E, D double E, B double E. It says, hey, outcast. And I'm just looking at the camera for those people listening on audio because I'm like, that's not what. All right, whatever. Okay. Some of us out here know where you are really coming from with your propaganda. Congratulations. Where where are we coming from with our propaganda? I'm actually really fucking confused about that part where it's like. I, I, I don't think we do the propaganda thing. Um, well, no, no, we, we would have a completely different approach if we were doing actual propaganda. To do actual propaganda, uh, first Get thing... Get that you, personality. Well, the first thing you would need to do <laughs> is uh, carefully script it out. Propaganda doesn't work freeform. Yeah, we fail on that one pretty goddamn hard every week. Oh, man. Okay, continuing on with this shit. Yes, you will pander to your own little posse of followers... That's generally what we refer to as an audience, DB. Yes. The people who subscribe to you that like what you do. Right. That, that's... And I think that I think you will find, I think you will find uh, any show, Panders. any medium, uh, does do a certain amount of pandering to the audience because those are the people who want to listen or those are the people who, who want to watch. Those are the ones and that come back and sit it, through the ads. It is, you know? it is to your advantage to... <laughs> Uh, serve them up a little bit of something that they want. Right. I mean, we'd probably stop doing Ken Ham stuff, except it puts asses in seats. So therefore, we're going to continue doing Ken Ham stuff. So yeah, we don't we don't do that because we like it. <laughs> no. no. Uh, let's see. But until you end up doing something big in real life, oh, and uh -huh. DB, you don't know what we do in real life, so you can just fuck right off with that one. It's like. Yeah, we didn't create a fucking arc in the middle of a shitty town somewhere in Kentucky. Sorry. For the people that live there in Clark County or Williamstown, sorry about that. I'm not talking specifically about the fact that I'm just trying to say it's in the middle of nowhere. You guys got taken taken advantage of. You built an arc there. It's not doing anything with tourist dollars. It's right across the way from another fucking state and city. And you know what? I, I feel bad that that happened to you. But that doesn't mean Ken Ham actually did something with his life. He is a grifter, and he's going to continue being a grifter for his entire fucking existence. So, doing something big in real life. Okay, that's where we left off. Uh, yeah, that's. I love. I love that people throw that kind of stuff out. Out. Have you uh, built an ark? No, and I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I built a boat. Does that count? Hey, mine will actually float. I mean, mine. Mine actually. <laughs> the one. I, the one I built actually worked. So. <laughs> Uh, it says, not just running off at the mouth on social media, you will remain just a little bitty fish in a really big sea. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what all fish, all, the, all, all those little fish are. Uh, 
doesn't matter how big the fish is, you're still itty bitty. You know. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk about scale, even the biggest fish is still a bitty fish in comparison to the sea. So, yeah, wasn't it Qui Gon that said there's always a bigger fish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went with a prequel fucking line there. Sue me. Um, in other words, you are irrelevant. And thank you for wasting your life and time leaving a comment that just now got read to make free content for us. So mm -hmm. good job there, DB. Uh, right. You have Although now contributed to something in your life. You can now die happy because your comment was read on the show. <laughs> Although we probably wouldn't disagree with the irrelevant part. Um, yeah, so. I mean, we kind of... The moment anybody takes themselves too goddamn seriously, like doing YouTubes or social media stuff, is when you've lost it. You've lost all kind of like sight of the paradigm. You know, it's like the reason we do this is because we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy bringing this to people in the real world. We don't do this because we think, oh, God, we're so fucking important. People need to hear what we're going to say. <laughs> yeah, no. Our show's essentially shit posting, but you know, us poking fun at the religious folk. I mean, that shit posting the show, Utah Outcasts, you know? <laughs> well, if we ever need to change the title. Yeah. Shit posting <laughs> with the Utah Outcast. All right. This uh, next series of comments, these, these two, and not too much to go on after that. Uh, Gideon A. Dunkley the Third. Which automatically to me screams out this person's trolling. This guy's got to be trolling. Like, that's way too right. proper of a fucking name to use on the internet. He says, Ken Ham, a fraudster and snake oil salesman who knows he's peddling bullshit and lies. I'm like, cool. I agree with you so far. Got it. Yep. And then the turn happens. And you atheist losers. I mean, why do you got to qualify it with atheist? I mean, just losers works just fine with the rest of us. I mean, uh, are no better, just as fundamentalist and harebrained. And I'm actually really happy he spelled harebrained the right way, so I was like, well, that's pretty good. Uh, and that female, whose name is always plastered on the fucking screen that you're watching there by the name of Felicia, talk too much, SMH trying to dominate a freeform discussion. That's kind of her shtick. Guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> and if you weren't paying attention, um, the word trying there was really not necessary. <laughs> yeah, she just does dominate. <laughs> when she wants to dominate a conversation, she go ahead and she just she just does. Yeah, because too many people in the real world fucking always talk over people like her and try to think that they're going to have the last word and everything. Kyle and I are just like, get down with your bad self. Go do your thing, Felicia. And that's cool. I mean, <laughs> it gives me a chance to Sip my beverage. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, let's see. And then he fin finally finishes it off with fools. Okay, then. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. And he picks it back up again. This was like, he posted this one and I noticed it. It was said four hours ago when I picked it up. And then it says one hour ago. So three hours passed and it was on the same video. Mm -hmm. It said, you stupid fools waste your life applying reason and critical thinking to disproving things everyone knows is bullshit already. Well, clearly not everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, not everybody knows that if we're still having to make these things and Kent Ham exists and Ray Comfort exists and 
all of these other <laughs> fundamentalist Christians and right. evangelicals. And, and, and they are able to make a substantial amount of money on that. So, yeah, clearly not everybody already knows. No, everybody doesn't know. You spend just as much time talking about God as those bonehead Christians do. Oh, I can guarantee you we don't. No, I mean, not even close. How many times is God? I mean, besides, you know, just curses and uh, just uttering the name under your breath. Right? God damn it. You know, how many times has God been brought up in your life this week, Kyle? <laughs> uh, a couple. I but mean, those were those were those were, you know, specific discussions hmm. uh, on on a topic. Oh, that's right. You had your interview with uh, the lady from uh, uh, what was that? It was a uh, Lucifer. Lucifer. There you go. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did have a we did have an interesting an interesting discussion uh, after the interview uh, about uh, about Eve. I like Lilith better. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but she's not a character in the show. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. So no, we don't we don't spend as much time talking about God as bonehead Christians do. Uh, and this is the this is the one that sells it to me right here, where they, he says, "Just go live your life." Well, I mean, we're kind of doing that by kind of what we're doing, doing, doing this. I mean, we don't have to do this. We're, we're doing this because we enjoy it. OK, yeah. so just go live your life. Fuck bitches and get money. Well, I'm married, so my days of fuck bitches is gone. <laughs> and even then, I wouldn't ever call ladies bitches because and not because I'm like like some sort of beta cuck soy boy, even though I already am, uh, or like woke feminist kind of thing, even though I am. Uh, I just you you call people by their names, or especially the ones that you're trying to get laid by, you definitely don't call them bitches. So I mean, cool. I know it's a a, a turn of phrase for people, probably. Sure, uh, sure, and, sure, sure and, it is. But I mean, really, all I have to say is uh, done and done both genders <laughs> oh i mean sorry more than one sorry, yeah, I, but sorry. there there are people in betwixt and all 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 spectrum there sorry i'm just right just still done joke done guys. and done yes uh i tick, ticked those boxes yeah so and get money well we're working on that i mean <laughs> hey gideon a dunkley the third how many projects have you ever done where uh you can actually potentially start doing it like for a living kind of thing. I mean, this is fun and everything, and things are going well for the Utah Outcast. I can't deny that. I mean, but how much money did your comment get you versus how much I'm going to get off of it from this? <laughs> this is true. I'm going to get all five cents on this right, one, you know? Right, right. You know, but hey, you know, that aside, you know, let's uh, throw out there the whole, yeah, just getting money is not really a goal unto right. itself and uh get money what makes you think i don't get money in my real life there well, i do on a fairly regular <laughs> basis but that's i get money deposited yeah. into my bank account every two weeks on the regular and it's it's substantial let's just say that you know i live comfortably on my paychecks <laughs> i mean i, I mean I, not I, as comfortable as i'd like to be but I mean, I, I, I mean, I am regularly temporarily visited by the money and 
it, yeah, it, it shows up and you're like, it, 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 oh, hi, money. I love you. I love you, money. Bye. I'm, I'm going to give you to somebody else now. <laughs> you now belong in somebody else's bank account. And then it goes from that bank account to another bank account. And then back up to the rich people that originally gave it to us to begin with anyway. So it's, it's a shell game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Gideon, uh, if, if living your life fucking bitches and get money, if you're living your life where you don't fuck bitches and you don't care so much about money, am I doing it right? Are, are we doing it right? I mean, I'm, I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe we yeah, should. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. Oh, you're yeah. right, Gideon. We're, you know what? We should probably just stop doing the show 